0: i Spaces Welcome to the Ether. Today is Tuesday, February 14th, 2023. Today on the Ether, the newest chain on Cosmos, Migaloo. A discussion with Spark IBC and White Whale. Let's take a listen.
1: How are we doing, Mr. Sun? Beautiful. GMGM. GM. How How we doing, gentlemen? Doing great. What about yourself? Doing good. Very busy day, but very productive. So can't complain. Those are the best days.
2: Yeah, sometimes when you when you have a lot like on your to do list, but you're able to kind of settle into a groove where you're just in the zone, knocking stuff out. It's a good feeling. Um, and then a spaces like this is a beautiful sort of break where I still feel productive. <laughs> awesome, yeah.
1: I mean, it it kind of is. It kind of is. Yeah,
2: no, absolutely. Um, I'm kind of curious on what we'll get for uh, audience and turnout today, because I never really do spaces in the middle of weekdays. Uh, and yesterday, I did one for one of the first times with Confio. And it started super small, like five people. But then by the end of it, we had like 50. So I don't know how much of that was about the topic first time of day, but uh, yeah, hopefully we'll catch some people on their lunch break, actually, who are around my time zone. Um, we'll just, I, I usually kind of shoot the shit for a couple minutes, let people trickle in. So uh, how you guys doing in general? How's your week been? Yeah, uh, busy as well. Very productive.
3: We launched our chain. So Migalo chain is live and producing blocks. So
2: that's great. Um, and Spark is validating it. Yeah yes sir yeah i guess actually as soon as i asked it i was like "Hmm, i already sort of know the answer (laughs) there's been a very central part of your week so far um yeah so how's that been did did it go live just yesterday like i know the tweet above is 20 hours ago is that pretty on point with genesis block yeah i just don't remember
4: um i think genesis was around 18 utc something so we we had it planned for 15 UTC. We were a couple of hours late, but still same day. So I think that qualifies as deadline met. Cool.
2: Yeah, so that means, what time is it? Are we, like, coming up on 24 hours? The chain yeah, being live for 24?
4: Pretty, pretty much 24 yeah. hours, yeah. Plus, minus maybe an hour or two. Cool. And so far, it, it's still uh-huh. producing blocks. So I
1: figure, um, yeah, it's meant to stay. So that's very reassuring.
2: I love it. I'm excited for it. I'm I'm thrilled to be able to be validating it right off the bat. Um, I think this is actually like a tip I have for a lot of people trying to get into validating in the Cosmos. Is while like, getting into um, existing sets is certainly part of the journey. One of the things to look for is like getting in with new chains right at genesis, and uh, whether that's through. Whatever means. I don't know. I think uh, I've heard that a couple times, and it's definitely ranked true for us. So it's something I advise other people looking to validate to kind of keep an eye out for. Um, so maybe do we want to do a quick intro of you three in general, just so we know who's chatting with us today, what your roles are, and then we can kind of get into the meat of Migaloo. The Migaloo
4: meat. <laughs> oh, Please no! it's a whale. We don't do this. Exactly. <laughs> you know there are many countries that That, that's true the japanese they do i think many asian countries too anyways let's not talk about eating whales i think sebastian yeah (laughs) you should
5: start (laughs) sure happy to yep so um i'm sebastian i am the founder of white whale um you know just quick intro i'm crypto class 2017 you know i remember the days of Da Hung Fei and Jihan Wu and John McAfee, all those fun, fun crypto days, right? Um, but yeah, um, and then, you know, I've had an executive experience for about 12 years um, in real life outside of the crypto world, um, shifted full time, founded, uh, founded White Whale. Um, right after COVID hit, you know, we were we were originally on Terra 1.0. We were one of the OG protocols on Terra before the crash, um, and then we, you know, we survived the crash and evolved into what we are today. Um, you know, and and just launched our chain just yesterday, 24 hours ago. So that's um that's me in a nutshell.
1: <clears throat> awesome. Maybe San, I'll go next. Sure. Um, I'm
4: come. I'm CTO of White Whale, and yeah, what's there more to talk about me? So I love crypto.
2: Awesome. What do, what do you do at White Whale and Migaloo? What are you in charge of? What can people blame you for when it goes everything. wrong? Everything. Oh, good. <laughs> so
4: <laughs> Sebastian, he's the CEO, so he handles you know everything.
1: No, that's not techie, and I do all the techie stuff. That's... Gotcha. Cool. Yeah, pretty much how we Sencom work. is our C- Sen- Sencom is our CTO. Yep. Yeah. And then who's on the White Whale account? Is that just Sebastian, or do we have a third yeah, person? It's, it's a, a mystery. <laughs> so, so so
3: I'm Ponzi Ninja. I'm business <laughs> development at White Whale.
4: Yeah. <laughs> so,
5: Pon, Ponzi <laughs> Ninja,
4: a with with the economics
5: head of ponzinomics
2: yeah. he's head of at i love how i love how your actual at username is far more vanilla but you choose to go by the handle <laughs> Ponzi. <laughs> yeah i mean
3: that's the nickname that i got so yeah uh I, i'll stick with it i like it i
4: like it he's been a real asset cool. so far you yeah. know the Ponzi's cool. Are so
2: now we have uh I guess the the uphill battle this faces will be proving to people this isn't a Ponzi. You've, you've set a bar for yourself. Um, yeah, we're really,
5: we're really setting ourselves up here for success.
2: <laughs> but cool. So let's maybe let's start at the top. Um, almost, you know, outside of any backstory, I know you guys have gone through like kind of a, a long journey with what you're doing on Terra. Now, what you were doing um, with like outposts on certain chains, and now with your own chain, uh, but from here on out in the future, new people coming in might not learn that or care about it. So, Migaloo at face value, um, how would you pitch it? What does it have to offer? Um, Tell us about the newest chain in the Cosmos. Zencom, you want to take that one? Sure.
4: So, um, my two-sentence pitch is, you buy and stake whale, you earn the Cosmos, and you capture the IBC. That's two-sentence pitch. And the idea here is, that you got the native token of the chain whale and you stake it. And obviously there's very low base layer inflation of four percentage points. So no diluting here. Um, And you earn that obviously, but you will also earn a bunch of other tokens because we will be among the first, maybe the first chain to go live with the security model of Terra called Alliance. And that means in a nutshell that other tokens across the ecosystem, so we're talking about Atom, Juno, Luna, Injective, Chihuahua, and so on, can be staked on the Migalu chain to earn additional yield. So you can stake Atom on, on Migalu, or you will be able to stake Atom on Migalu, you earn Whale, and at the same time, the Whale stakers will earn a part of that Atom stake. So it's, it's a give and take. And we're trying to get this into a, into a direction where you stake whale, and you earn a basket of
1: assets of the interchain. So you you buy whale, you stake whale, you earn the cosmos. That's the idea. In a nutshell.
2: Okay, awesome. Um, and then from an even more basic perspective, so just correct me if I'm wrong. The the chain itself is just a permissionless sort of general purpose cosmosm enabled. Uh, chain, right? That it's not, uh, you know, app chain in any way. Correct.
4: Correct. So it's a permissionless layer one. Um, it got the latest tech, the token factory, you know, middleware from IBC, all the cool stuff. Um, the core devs are coming up with, um, it's permissionless and we have a couple of projects, um, that already announced deploying contracts and their application on our chain. Um, but the primary application will still be the Whitewell Protocol. So even though it's a permissionless chain, um, the Whitewell team we not just launching a chain and then you know let it evolve into whatever. We have our application you know right ready, so ready to go, and we'll continue building that and deploying that on the chain as the first and major use case
1: of it. And since it's permission to you know everybody can come along and build alongside it or integrate on it cool so yeah. <laughs> if i could
5: just if i could just jump in and come, yeah, totally. uh, here as well so so yeah i i personally um you know i i'm not it's not that i i don't like app chains um but you know <clears throat> my thought is just that if if you're deploying a blockchain right it it might as well be an ecosystem it might as well be a smart contract ecosystem and i think we're already even seeing lots of projects pivot to that you know projects that have announced that they're going to be app chains you, you know i mean you could even you could even kind of take osmosis for example but but there are others that are already doing the pivot and okay no we're a you know we're we're an L1 we're a blockchain we're an ecosystem if you're having if you're going to if you're going to go through the trouble of launching a chain you might as well be a smart contract ecosystem is my opinion right now um here's the thing we we have you know we we have a lot of history right white whale team has a lot of history and we've done a lot of things one of which is you know we're the first interchain protocol to go live on the cosmos right at least that i know of Uh, and we may even still be the first one that's you know the only one live right now um at at least at scale right we're we're live we have contracts live on five of of the main cosmos chains So we've learned some things, right? We've learned some things about the Cosmos SDK. um, And one of them is that you know, being a permission chain, to be frank, it, you know, it's a pain in the ass to, to launch contracts, to deploy contracts on a permission chain. It just is. And we went, you know, we've done it on permissionless chains. We've launched our contracts on permissionless chains, and we've launched them on permission chains. So, um, and, and and here's the deal. There's not that many permissionless chains on the Cosmos, if you think about it. I mean, I could name, you know, Terra, Juno, um, and Huahua. Hua i think yeah. and and, and that yeah yeah right yep. and that's pretty and that's pretty much it. it right that's about it so everyone else is permissioned right so we we learned very quick that we want to be a permissionless chain so it's easy to deploy your contract on here right so and then the other the other element of it and and syncom was was talking about this and kind of the mechanics of it a little bit how you can stake whale and earn all these apex assets um but you know is is the alliance module right and we're we're very excited about the alliance module and maybe we can get into it in a little bit of depth here on this spaces because i'm i'm crazy bullish on it i'm just crazy bullish i think it's the next it's the next thing right that's that's going to drop and people are going to start seeing the power of it right especially as we whitelist these assets You know, and and you know, you're staking your whale, and all of a sudden, you're you're earning whale plus Adam plus Luna plus Injective, um, you know, just by staking whale. Um, you know, it's an amazing thing. Plus, the the quote unquote alliances, you know, the partnerships that we've been able to form, just in these these last few weeks, as as leading up to launch, have been so powerful. I mean, we're we're dropping, you, you know, we're going to have LSDs. Uh, whale LSDs being deployed right off the rip, you know, on our chain. I mean, think about that, right? Like, it, you know, uh, injective doesn't have an LSD yet, right? Most most chains don't have LSDs yet. We're gonna have two right off the rip,
2: you know, um, as well as and and then what do you wait? Oh, what do you mean? We'll get into the weeds of everything, but what do you mean? Yeah. Two, like two different protocols you can use to liquid state. No, no, we're gonna different... have two.
5: We're gonna have two different whale LSDs. Right off the rip so we've already announced the b-, b whale with Back- backbone labs right so they're going to be issuing b whale an, uh, you know a liquid staking derivative on whale right and then we're going to announce another one this week um
2: okay and- but they are like two just separate different lsd protocols you can choose it's not like prism right. where one protocol
5: no 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 no. no. these are right these stuff. are two separate lsd issuers That's awesome. Bolt- both of which that we have partnerships with and br- are bringing something unique to our chain, right? Uh, so, so again, that just showcases sort of the power of the alliance module, right? And and um, it, you know, it's 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 been astounding. You know, it's I've, I've been I've been very um very impressed, and I'm I'm hyper bullish on on um what alliance kind of adds and and the acceleration of building that we're going to see from it. So.
2: You know what else I think is really cool about your guy's model? And I haven't really considered it till now, but you're kind of doing a hybrid thing. Um, And I'm sure people have heard me say this a bunch at this point, like I'm a big believer in the answer usually lies in the middle. The answer is always somewhere between two ends of like a spectrum. And so with the like general permissionless verse app chain, sort of debate like i think the only place that true app chains will make sense in the future is as consumer chains whether it's from saga or Interchain security or something like that but pretty much anything with its own validator set i completely agree with you it might as well be an ecosystem You, you already have that infrastructure that that compute power um but what you guys are kind of doing is this interesting like hybrid approach that I'm suddenly thinking like, oh, this will become super popular. This is probably the answer in the middle where you are permissionless in general and can do anything, but you have a certain theme or a central protocol that stuff is sort of built around Um, a little bit like how most of the Terra ecosystem was built around the core mint burn mechanism and anchor or sort of how osmosis is sort of transitioning away from an app chain and more into a. DeFi themed sort of ecosystem chain like now they have mars they're going to have other things in the future um so yeah i just haven't i hadn't really thought about that perspective before why not be permissionless and open you can still have a concentration and like a theme and a main main product that things are kind of central around so that's super cool okay
5: yeah yeah that's exactly right so you know yeah. we're, we're still gonna we're gonna deploy white whale the dap you know on our chain right eminently right. and you know the, the goal is for that to be the flagship app and and that to sort of administrate this uh, interchain liquidity model that we're developing um so it, it serves as an anchor so to speak right quote unquote anchor um, you know flagship app for the chain um, but then we have this ecosystem and 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 we want You know, other developers to come and sort of build around, you know, or build on top of Um, that's that's exactly the idea. The other point that I would make, too, um, and this is kind of on the alliance module is because we're already live on five chains. Right. And ours will make six we already have these relationships established with these L1s right like for injective and and you know we're we're already sort of financially li- aligned deployed on their chains working together um so i believe that puts us in in a very unique position um you know to forge these alliances to whitelist their assets right and um you know to really take advantage of the alliance module so that's just one more point
2: awesome okay cool so, let's maybe let's not get ahead of ourselves. Let's kind of try and cover all the basics. There's so much to get into with a new chain. It's pretty exciting. Um, let's take a minute and talk about like tokenomics and in particular, Airdrop, because I'm sure some people I even saw some questions under one of the tweets about this space um, about like if they would qualify for staking with one of your validators. Uh, so let's actually just start with airdrops. So, what kind of people are eligible for airdrops? What's the sort of rough breakdown there? Uh, yeah,
5: yeah, I'm I'm happy to let you know, um, Ponzi Ninja or or Sencom, either one of you guys want to take this one? Sure.
2: And by the way, guys, I know it's frustrating where you guys have put all this stuff out there. You wrote in docs and and talked about the airdrop, um, and I know it can be sometimes frustrating. Oh, we're now just going to repeat it on a space, but it's how the world works sometimes people just prefer to listen
4: (laughs) all good i mean that's the reason why we're doing these spaces in the first place um so the airdrop there will be two two airdrops happening at the same time one is for the old whale classic holders so everybody who held whale back in the days on Terra classic will get their whale back one to one and also for those on the on Terra Classic who were in the pylon pools, you will get whale too, um, depending on how long um, and how much money was in there. And then there is a second airdrop. And we will airdrop. So we have this interchain protocol live on five different chains. And we will airdrop um, 10 million tokens to each chain. Um, And everybody is eligible. if you stake tokens on Juno, you're eligible. If you stake tokens on Terra, you're eligible. Um, based on how much you stake, so it's it's proportional to to the stake you have, and you get double points if you delegate to our own validators because we use them to finance ourselves, and we just posted a medium article how we create positive um, positive feedback loops between validators and our applications. So. Um, we use them to bootstrap our ecosystem. So double points if you delegate to us, but even if you don't, you still get an airdrop.
2: Cool, okay. And then is this a... It's just
1: going to be a... Sorry, I didn't catch that. Seems like you're having some connectivity issues, Timmy. I'm back. Was it Timmy or was it... I
4: think it's Timmy.
3: Yeah, I think it's Timmy as well, yeah. He he got cut off for me as
4: well. Oh, let's hope... Twitter's not rugging us again.
5: Well, we might as well just keep talking about keep talking about tokenomics. The chain. Oh, <laughs> well, we can go to tokenomics. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. I mean yeah, go ahead. Um,
4: airdrop I think should be covered. Um so everybody gets tokens, double points on our own validators. Um now tokenomics. That's interesting. That's the really interesting part here. So on on Terra Classic, um there was a total supply of one billion tokens we reduced that to 600 million. Now, that means you still get one-to-one airdrop of your tokens, but we pretty much have the total supply. So um, I think that's very generous to everybody involved, especially you know the, the guys from Terra Classic who, who've been through the crash and have been waiting for so long. Um, at the same time, while we reduced the total supply by
1: 400 million, we lifted the cap. So now it's an inflationary token, but before everybody panics,
4: it's not a hyperinflationary token. So you won't get a million APR on day one, and you won't get 100% APR on day 100. So there is an inflation of 4% at all times. So irrespective of bonding rate, it's 4%. So the APR, depending on the bonding rate, will vary from maybe 10 15%, maybe lower. Why did we choose this? The reason for the inflation is that once you cr- try to create an ecosystem, and this goes a little bit into economics, once you try to create an ecosystem or get an economy growing, um, it's always already in the word. You need to have it to grow. And for this, you need um, not a store of value like Bitcoin, you need an inflationary token with a very low and predictable inflation rate. That's why we opted for 4%. And this uh, aligns with what Ethereum is doing. They have you know, similar thoughts that to grow an ecosystem, you need base inflation 4%. So we lifted the cap, cut the supply by 400 million,
1: and now there's a 4% inflation on the supply. Um, oh, you're back to me. Right. So we just kept talking oh, a little okay. bit about tokenomics. I was
2: definitely not connected for more than 30 seconds, so uh, although Twitter is buggy, I'll give it props for keeping the space up. Uh, glad you could kind of jump in and just uh, chat on tokenomics. Um, feel free to keep going, I'm not sure where we're at, I just connected. Apologies.
4: All good. So Twitter has been rugging us frequently lately, so we know the drill. Um, so I, I was just talking about how we lifted the cap um, off the supply, cut the supply by four hundred million, and now there's four percent base inflation. Gotcha.
2: Cool. Okay. I think all I was asking when I cut out is, um, is there a claim window and/or process for this airdrop, or is it the kind of thing it's just already in our wallet if we're eligible?
4: It will be a, a claimable airdrop. Um, I don't have the exact. So the airdrop will happen not specifically on our chain but on the respective chains we drop to so if you stake juno you can claim whale on juno if you also stake luna you can also claim some whale on terra and so on and so forth so um you
2: and so you'll you'll be claiming like ibc and then the channel id whale on juno right yeah it's not like a native juno token okay
4: interesting so the token is minted on on migalu on But the airdrop will happen on the respective chains. Gotcha. Um, The the idea here is that we have our satellite markets on all these chains. And we want users to um, play around with them. And I think a good way to, to get this or to get
1: users to play around with the satellite markets is to drop them some tokens where the satellite markets are.
2: Okay. Awesome. I like that. That is really kind of reinforcing the multi-chain approach that you guys have been mm-hmm. um, really leaning into ever since ever since your sort of transition. Um, awesome. Okay. So, if users were to um, go to Miglu Chain right now, mm-hmm. kind of two questions in one. What could they play around with um, aside from maybe staking? Um, and then what are some upcoming soon things they'll be able to play around with, like what kind of protocols are on the near horizon and D apps and such.
1: Sebastian, do you want to take this?
5: Sure. Um, Yeah. So, excuse me. Unfortunately at the moment, there's not much that um, anybody can just go and do on, on the Migaloo chain specifically right um we we got the chain up or we're, we're producing blocks um but un, until the airdrop it's not like there will be whale tokens um in in public circulation um, that that can be staked right um you could go see it you could certainly monitor it um smart stakes dashboard is up right um you could go on silk nodes and and check it out <laughs> um but but you know we'll we'll need to to drop the tokens right before before we can see public staking now you can go and interact with our with our satellites with our liquidity hubs on on all the different chains if you wanted to um if you wanted to play around with white whale it's just app.whitewhale.money now we we will be deploying our liquidity hub right our white whale DAP. um <clears throat> on on MegaLoo chain that will be eminent, right? And as I said, um, we have you know we have two LSD partners that are ready to go that are ready to deploy their version of of liquid staking whale, right? You know, one of them is is B Whale, um, you know, and and another one will be announced this week. Um, but we're we're also going to you know as soon as as soon as Alliance the Alliance module is ready right right now they're doing Terra's doing this game of Alliance so um and and I believe they're finishing up an audit so once we have a green light to integrate the Alliance module we will do that and then we will propose to to whitelist these two um you know th- these two Luna LSDs um as as stakeable assets on um on miglu chain so that will be exciting right and that will be kind of a race because as soon as they're white whitelisted, you know the the yield will be in the thousands of percent or something like that. And and, and it'll come down as, as the market balances it out. Right. Um, but we have those, you know, we, we have those locked and loaded. I think, um, you know, as far as things being built and then one of them, right. Backbone labs, they're really going to kickstart our NFT scene um, on, on Miggly chain. So um, I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with their, with their LSD model, but a percentage of their take goes to, um, a, a, you know, a, a designated NFT collection. So on Terra, I believe it's Skeleton Punks. So you can actually stake your Skeleton Punks to their Gravedigger app, um, and you receive yield. And that yield comes from, um, comes from B Luna, right? So they'll have the same system set up on Migaloo Chain. Um, they're going to mint, you know, they're going to do a mint, they're going to um, mint a collection um and that collection will be linked to to be whale and you'll be able to stake your um your nft and earn um and earn yield on it right so these are yield bearing nfts so that's something that, to look forward um to right another thing that i'm very excited about and alliance kind of opens us up with the lsd's um is lending right and and the the, the lending borrowing uh, money markets right so um <clears throat> we want to we want to get um, our our whale LSDs um, listed as as collateral on various right on on various lending markets right so you know you have the caverns out there the anchor ports you have Mars out there you have you know minting collateral for for USK right there's lots of options out there um, but I I think that is a great utility especially for our, uh, for a B whale or you know or for a whale LSD. So, um, so that's something that I'm looking forward to as well. So then people can, can borrow against their whale. Right. Um, you know, so, so that just gives you a little taste kind of, of, of things that are in the pipeline, but I think, you know, from, from the rip, we will have a nice little, a nice little ecosystem just, you know, uh, you know, in the first coming weeks, um, and, and certainly a good foundation to grow from there. And I don't know, Sencom or or, you know, if I missed anything, let me know. Well, I think there's a lot to cover, and we can get the this conversation
4: in a lot of different directions. But I think, um, you got to the essence of it.
2: I I think an interesting direction actually I want to take it real quick is for teams that are building something, uh, whether it's in its early stages or maybe it's already built, but they're looking to go multi-chain, cross-chain with it. Uh, whether they're small or large obviously with you guys being a permissionless network anyone will just be able to deploy build whatever um but what kind of uh resources or framework might you guys provide as the white whale team to maybe help projects that want to get in touch with you guys have a jump start on development maybe grants foundation delegations um Technical advice, like any of this kind of stuff, are, are you guys planning to take kind of hands-on role in helping teams get up to speed and launching on Migaloo, or a little bit more decentralized and like
4: hands-off? Well, you already named it. So, foundation delegation program, grants program for ecosystem growth. Obviously, um, if you plan on you know launching on Megaloo, we help on on every side with the connections we have, with knowledge we have. You know, we have one of the best or
1: we have among the best smart contracts developers in the ecosystem. So obviously, um, it's not, um, you know, start the chain and let it fly. We're trying to
4: really grow the baby into something and then let it fly at the time when it's right.
2: Cool. And and so how much much do you guys see White Whale and Migaloo, White Whale like the cross-chain protocol, being one in the same or totally different. Um, like, I'm kind of wondering how you guys plan to grow the teams in future, split your time. Like, will there be kind of two distinct teams later down the road when you have budget for more headcount? Or will it always be sort of a tightly integrated system between the two? How, like, standalone would you say, Migaloo will be in the long term? Right now, it's obvious.
5: Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I'll, I'll comment on that. Um, you know right right now it's pretty tight in um but what I, what i will say is this is that the validators really did a lot of the heavy lifting for the launch and and as they should right as they should and and really um blockchains are run by validators right they're maintained they're they're run by validators and and the burden should really be on them um and 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 again it has been in you know in the time we've started developing up through launch um and I, and i expect that to continue right it's it's theirs to carry the the chain is is the validators to carry so i really it, it, you know obviously we do have we do have involvement right and we're we're not just totally hands off of that but um but i think that's the way it's supposed to be right so i really see the team um you know focusing on the the development of um of white whale of the interchain liquidity You know and and sort of the the development on on that end of it you know that's that's what i see playing out um but again you know a a lot can happen a lot can happen in this in this uh in the crypto world you know we've known that we've learned that you know what i mean (laughs) things things happen and you have to be flexible and you have to be able to evolve but that's that's kind of how i envision it
4: yeah the the end goal here is really like sebastian said that we were building a decentralized ecosystem um, where different parties contribute based on what they can offer, which is also the reason why we have been very, very selective with the validators we get in. Because getting the wrong validators in early can really butcher a whole ecosystem, because they were just zero commission them, themselves to the top with auto compounders and free poncinomic airdrops and then dumped the ecosystem to the ground without contributing anything so um, we're trying to really carefully vet every vet, vet the team involved um, see what everybody can can contribute you know people get you know uh, saying tasks that may too much but they they get responsibilities they have to contribute something to the ecosystem otherwise they're not eligible for um, foundation
1: delegation for example so
4: we're really, we're really trying to to build a team and to get everybody a stake in the network who contributes to it. And that way, we get a, uh, a situation where there's interest from different parties to grow and grow a healthy ecosystem. And that's what we're trying to build here. So it's, it's not this launch the chain, hands off, and let it go to, to zero kind of thing.
2: See, that's part of what has me pretty excited, because I think one of the most common narratives in the cosmos recently, or or just talking points, I should say, is uh, the idea that, like, one of our downsides is a lack of centralization, funny enough. Um, and obviously, there are certain parts of the system that you want to keep as decentralized as possible. But other ones, like just having a, a company or an actual organized business at the helm of certain efforts to provide support and uh, consistency. Um, and so it's really cool to see you guys, like another chain in the Cosmos is now launching that has that. Let's say the only other one is Terra. Mm-hmm. Um, Evmos does pretty good with, like um, like right now during this call, there's actually like an Evmos governance call um they do about as good as i've seen from a totally decentralized perspective where Mm -hmm. the foundation really doesn't have that much direct control but it's still not the same um so i'm really excited to see what happens with michael i
4: think this is a very delicate and complicated matter and the end goal is still to have it completely decentralized um to the full extent full in hands of in control of the validators of the people building it but if you start too early and go hands-off approach, usually you get predatory validators who just exploit and extract value, and this really, really harms the ecosystem. So think of it more like growing a baby to a strong, um, you know, functioning human, and then letting him out in the wild, instead of you know birthing a baby and just you know setting it free <laughs> from the get-go.
2: Yeah it's it's right it's it's the same thing as like uh do you want to be a completely hands off parent that does no parenting or do you want to be a, a helicopter parent and the answer is usually somewhere in the middle right and we're um, trying
4: exact it, same exactly same time, yeah. we're trying to you know decentralize it at, as quickly as possible without sacrificing um the ecosystem in in pursuit yeah, of this i think that's idea. the way to do
1: that
2: I think people in the past couple of years, crypto's gotten old enough where most have sort of given up or, or abandoned the notion that like full decentralization across the board for every bit of the system from the onset is like the way to go. I think that's that's sort of over with and now we're all realizing there's a balance to be struck.
1: Yeah.
4: But the goal, so don't get me wrong here, the goal is still to to get the hands off and let it fly.
1: Yeah, absolutely. but it, it will
4: take some time to to reach this point for example yeah. and once the airdrop is is live um we will we, and we delegated all the tokens and the community pool for the ecosystem growth is, is spent then there's really just a couple of million foundation tokens and the team tokens then we're really already
1: very decentralized
4: so yeah and i'm um just on, on here um, everybody, please check out the tokenomics um, to get more insight into um, how initial token supply is distributed and how we expect it to evolve over time.
2: By the way, all three of you, feel free to pin anything to the top of the space. Like if one of you guys has made a tweet with a direct link to those tokenomics, um, you can share that to this space. Um, right now i just have the one tweet from migaloo zone pinned up above um and for anyone who wants to check it out actually yeah they're not in here in this twitter spaces but there is an account for migaloo it's at migaloo underscore uh, zone i've tagged it up in the name and put the tweet cool so okay i'm a little bit all over the place here but i kind of want to go back to liquid staking out of uh, a personal question so between the two solutions you'll have uh backbone labs and the other one you mentioned you know once the airdrop happens we're gonna be doing a little bit of shilling for ourselves and some of our other favorite validators that are in the set and and like shouting out that people should delegate and i'm wondering how that will work um with the liquid staking aspect of things like i know some Liquid staking protocols can be designed so people could still pick their validator. Um, sometimes it's from a pre chosen, like smaller list. How might that work? Like, could Spark IDC get in on liquid staking? Well, first of all, um, we, we decided to go with multiple liquid staking providers
4: just to get a good mix in the system because different teams have different solutions with different advantages and disadvantages. And I think by having users choose, so having a free market where people can decide what liquid staking solution they choose, um, I think that, that it creates a healthy, healthy ecosystem. Um, I mean, we have Backbone Labs here in the chat. They could come up and, and just talk about their solution real quick.
2: Yeah, I guess my core question, uh, feel free to request Backbone if you'd like to. Absolutely. I'll, I'll shoot you an invite, but no pressure as well. Um, yeah, my core question would just be, like, among those choices, will one of them be one that's, like, validator agnostic? So yeah. that even though we at Spark ABC haven't built a liquid staking protocol, yeah. we could benefit from people using it with delegations? Um, yeah, so
4: one will will be completely, or one liquid staking solution will, um, will base or will distribute its stake based on um, the token holders. So you will be able to, to lock your liquid whales and thus control the rest of the, the distribution of this of the stake. And Backbone Labs just joined here. So um, why don't you talk about Backbone Labs really quick?
6: Hey, guys. How you doing? Doing well. Thanks for joining. It's great. I'm super excited about everything you guys are talking about. So basically, what our model is, Backbone Labs has a a different approach. What we try to address is we try to address two markets. We try to address the DeFi and NFT markets and we try to fuel them through each other. So in our model, when we do a collection, um, that collection, that community will actually be the owner operators of that chain's grave digger. So Whale will inherently have an NFT community that has a vested interest in DeFi activities like from day one. In our mind, this like creates a cornerstone for many other uh, activities to follow, like instantly, right? So we just wanna be the backbone of these two things if we can, if we can, <laughs> if we can sit, show that we're you know, the, on Luna, let's use Luna, for example, we, we uh, take 100% of the revenues uh, generated from the Gravedigger and we disperse them to the community, right? So to us, that's like the, the best choice to use as collateral, right? Like, why Why use something that takes anything out of the system?
2: Okay. So, when people are liquid staking through your protocol, though, um, which validator is it actually getting staked with? Do you have your own, or do you have a list, or do they get so, to pick?
6: You know, what, what we how, how we did it on Luna, and I can only reference that because that's the only uh, model that we have to reference at the moment. Uh, what we did is it was kind of like... That was kind of a unique situation because we... We're trying to build from nothing and so we made partners and those turned out to be the whitelisted validators now what we're going to do uh, moving forward because we know as we grow the set has to expand um that will be a utility that will be given to the skeleton punk community because they're going to be an on-chain DAO with full-on voting and proposals so if another validator wants to join the Gravedigger, they're going to have to buy a skeleton punk and make a proposal on backbone labs of why they should be joining the set, and then the skeleton punk community will vote on if that's acceptable or not.
2: Gotcha. And is that <laughs> roughly how you're thinking of doing it with Migaloo?
6: Yeah. I mean, we would love to be able to okay. bring that same tooling. 100. You know, we got really lucky. We got a, a partnership with Enterprise DAO, uh, TFL, and so they're delivering some of these tools for us. But I don't think it would be impossible to also have a similar tooling on Migaloo.
2: Cool. Cause I'm, so I'm wondering, like, um, you know, if, if any given validator were, let's say, uh, struggling in the in the set a bit, sort of in danger of falling out, but they were super technically sound like they're one that would obviously be fine supporting one route they could do is to purchase the requisite NFT and basically propose that they be entered in the Blackbone protocols set so that when people liquid stake through you guys, they'll get some of those delegations. Right, one hundred percent. Yes, that's exactly. That's awesome. The, yeah, of course. Cool. That is that is actual NFT utility as well. I love that.
6: And also, so we take it a step farther. So the collection, so that you know, the skeleton punks, they revenue share with the grave digger. Like they're they actually we we are rewarding them for their participation. Right.
2: So yeah, the, Sen mentioned that earlier. That, that's like an awesome double fees, whammy.
6: Thirty percent of all fees are going to these guys. I think it's a lot of fun to have a passive income jpeg like a real one that actually earns like an l1 it's like a a kick to me and if this catches on think about it skeleton punks or the collection that launches on whale these nfts you will be able to take out loans on future earnings because you'll be able to calculate clearly what these things are are generating
2: it's kind of like if the lido token was an nft collection instead of a token and exactly isn't it one of the top like 15 largest tokens in crypto (laughs) so the potential is massive for that sort of niche so we have
6: also uh, a set they're only you know we since the nft is our governance token it's a set number so it's like bitcoin essentially right like we will not be inflating uh holders there's no if you're either in or you're not you either see the model and you want to participate or you don't and if you don't then you can always lp and still generate and earn from 70 percent of the Gravediggers fees which are directed to the weak spot of a, of a liquid staking derivative is how fast can you get in and out of it, right?
5: Yeah, so, yeah. so what I'll say is... Um you know, I think their model, you know, it's, it's, it's very creative and it's very um, it's very bleeding edge, but I think they've, they've found a reasonable degree of success on Terra, Right. And I, I gotta say, you know, the, the, the skeleton punk community, the grave digger community, the the backbone labs community is pretty strong, right? They're, they're pretty strong and and you can, you can see them, you could find them on Twitter. They're, you know, they're, they're around um so i i think they've found a degree of success and um you know i'm excited for for them to bring their approach and their and their model to make the chain.
1: yeah
3: and if i can jump in here real quick uh maybe one more use case for the uh, nfts that uh, backbone is going to issue um there might be um a future where you can actually borrow against your nfts that would be a really interesting um application as well i guess you know so uh yeah it opened uh, opens up a whole new door of possibilities you know so
1: uh great great to have them on board
2: i love it i feel like kind of uh, one thing you guys are tapping into uh you guys meaning the white Whale team. By incorporating protocols and teams like backbone right off the bat is sort of um i guess infrastructure might be the right word, so you're providing like an l one chain that pretty much right from the onset i mean not literally initially, but um, within like the first couple of weeks months of being live will have a lot of the sort of pieces of the puzzle that other chains add one at a time as they come like uh like liquid staking um and so i guess my question would be what kind of other things like uh lsd protocol are you guys going to kind of have that would make white whale stand apart like i know that there's some plans for I, I don't know what i'm allowed to say actually so i want you guys to answer it but like what other kind of core features might be there that make it just sure uh an attractive place to build whatever on because these things are already there
4: sure so um obviously um backbone labs just dropped um dropped the bomb here um nft marketplace nft collection um we will launch our own satellite market on the chain obviously so DEX, flash loan vaults um two lsd issuers
1: um spark that's very interesting
2: and yes so <laughs> Here, I'm going to shoot you a DM send, too, but
4: continue. (laughs) (laughs) So um, yeah, I I think with with those three alone um, or four, I think we're already off to a very good start for very dedicated protocols launching on the chain. That's more than other permissionless chains right now have. And um, we're um, looking into way more utility and way more ecosystem partners, um, especially with Alliance, and the beauty here really is that MIGALU and the success of the whale token is not only tied to the success of the chain. So obviously, if the t- t- chain succeeds, then the token succeeds. But with the white whale protocol, with these satellite markets we have, we, we really capture a lot of movement in the ecosystem. So if, if MIGALU does great, the whale token is doing great if the ecosystem is doing great, the satellite markets are doing great and thus whale is doing great too. So one thing we really didn't, and I think I need to stress this here for a moment. So um, the user will be able to stake his whale, you know, 4% inflation, very low, earn this basket of assets from the whole IBC ecosystem. So it's really this, you know, stake whale earn the cosmos type of thing. and. We will encourage people to not stake or to not primarily stake natively to the chain, but to use one of the LSDs, for example, B Luna or, or our other partner we will um, uh, reveal this week. And these tokens, these liquid staking tokens, they then capture, you know, the inflation, but also all the different this basket of assets that you earn from the alliance module. And this liquid staking token that that captures this this dynamic, you will be able to move it to any of our satellite markets, which will continue to grow horizontally as the ecosystem grows. So now we're on five chains, two more in the pipeline, and as the ecosystem grows, many more, you will be able to stake that liquid whale that already earns you tokens from the IBC ecosystem and inflation, stake it to the satellite markets, and there participate in governance of the satellite market and earn rewards of the satellite markets, real yield of the decks, of the flash loans and anything else that we will ship in, alongside to the satellite markets in the future. And that's really, I think, an interesting
1: dynamic. Why to build on, on Migalu and or on the satellite markets.
2: That's that's super interesting. Yeah, that is a. I'm pretty sure that you, you're the first to have that kind of system, right? Well, where where you're the
4: first have to, to even launch an interchain protocol. I mean, Mars hasn't even launched right. their outpost, and ours are live for I think five months now, no longer seven
2: months. So, um, and so, what what does that actually mean by your definition? Does that mean a protocol that? communicates to itself across different chains or like how do you define that
4: interchain protocol um i have a very simple definition it's it's a protocol and application that's live on different chains and you can access it from different points in the ecosystem
2: but they're not just copies of it it's the same instance being able to be accessed from anywhere that's sort of the distinction right
4: not necessarily so for example, our
2: oh, no. our um,
4: our liquidity. So our satellite markets—they're not connected yet. We have to do this as the chain grows, as we develop new features. But just the fact that we have an application live on different chains, where there's token trading, where there is utility—that alone, in my definition, classifies as interchain protocol because it already is a large distinction to this paradigm we had in the past, where you launched Juno Swap. It's just a DEX on Juno, or you launch, I don't know, PRISM,
1: which was just an application on Terra. So there's already a big distinction, I think, here.
5: Yeah, so in, in simplest terms, I think what, what he's saying is, we have contracts deployed on multiple Cosmos chains. You know, that's, um, that's the, the simplest way to say it.
1: Okay. Okay. Awesome. Cool. Yeah. So I guess
2: since, since you like touched on it um, one thing we're going to be doing at some point is, and I think it's kind of a cool example, actually um, is we're going to be deploying on Migaloo at some point in the future. And so what I think is cool about that example is like, Going back to what I was talking about earlier with hybrid, uh, you guys kind of doing the hybrid thing, where app chain ish focus, but also permissionless full ecosystem. Is even though like your ecosystem will be fairly focused on DeFi because of its integration with. Uh, well, I mean, even the def the uh, what do you call it? description for like the Migaloo chain here on Twitter um, talks about liquidity, and-, and White Whale's protocol is all about DeFi and liquidity, um, but. That doesn't mean that the chain can only be used for DeFi type things. The NFTs we already talked about are a perfect example. Um, and then the Spark platform is another one. So one reason we think we'll be deploying Spark on Migaloo is because the way we're gonna have Spark work in the near future is you simply point to where your assets are. So whether they're uh, some ERC 20 on Ethereum or you have something on Thor chain or somewhere in the cosmos, like really anywhere, uh, you're just going to point to where that is and say, I want to contribute this to whatever spark campaign is going on. And so what we're going to do under the hood is figure out the most efficient, cheapest, fastest route for you to get those tokens to one of our outposts. And so, one of the reasons having an outpost on like Migaloo could be great is because you guys will have these DeFi features, liquidity, particularly like stable coins, that could make it so it could save people a couple bucks more often than not. And that a lot of transactions might route there because it has more built out DeFi than some of our other outposts, like let's say Juno. Um, So, it's just, I, I think it's a cool example of how while a chain can focus on a certain area, Um, and be app chain-like in that way, like with you guys focusing on DeFi, it can create the opportunity for a bunch of other things like NFTs or our sort of launchpad platform to thrive and benefit from those DeFi things.
4: Exactly. And this is also the reason or part of the reason why we decided against the permission chain because a permission chain is really... One of the few use cases they have is that you need to tightly control the block space. For example, for high performance blockchains like Injective, where you need the lowest possible um, block time to create the best, best trading experience. But for our chain, for a smart contract chain like Migalu, it doesn't really matter if the block time is five seconds or six seconds. Nobody really cares. So we can lift the tight control on the block space and thus open up the doors for more innovation and more people joining the ecosystem and participating in in the
1: dynamics that we're trying to create with this interchain liquidity model super well put
2: um okay i have a few other like little odds and ends but um is there anything in particular that any of you three up here or even backbone um want to touch on or make sure we get across or explain or promote um any like major points we haven't hit on
5: yeah, I, there is something that I think we can we can talk about. Um, we're we're going to implement an, an, another thing that's on our you know our, our roadmap, and I would say short you know not not eminent but short term roadmap um, is implementing a you know a protocol level burn mechanism, right? Um, and in fact, we we have a couple. We'll have a couple burn mechanisms. One at the protocol level, one at the app level um but I, I think that's worth discussing and sharing because i, I think it's a really cool feature um and uh, you know Suncom, you could probably explain it better to me so if you want to but i think i think we should touch on it
4: yeah sure lovely thanks um yeah just just a reminder so we have this asset whale with a four percent inflation and the reason for this is we we want to facilitate growth of an ecosystem and not um you know hinder
2: growth and development So that's why. Sorry, real quick, that 4% number, just Mm because I'm wondering, I'm sure other people will be, is that like perpetual for the first year? Um, What does that apply to? It's
4: perpetual for until somebody changes it and somebody reads governance. But um, we we, we carefully selected that number. So um, we expect um, it to hold the test of time until somebody comes up with something smarter. Um, so
2: I actually, I actually kind of like the idea yeah. of a low but like constant. I, I can think of a couple reasons why you guys arrived at that. That makes sense. Um, but yes, I interrupted. Sorry. Continue. All
4: good. I mean, we're here to talk and discuss. So four um, percent inflation, and obviously all the other you know baskets of assets you earn, and then you can stake the liquid derivatives. But the token itself, four percent inflation, and this facilitates growth. We want this. At the same time, we want to make the total supply deflationary. And we're doing this, or we will do this, by um creating two burn mechanisms. One is on the chain. So part of the transaction fees, say 50%, will get burned. That means the more Megaloo the chain grows, the more transaction volume it gets, so number of transactions, the more it burns. So it doesn't matter if it's high volume transactions in terms of millions of assets moved, or it's just, you know, two cents worth of, you know, Luna moved around, doesn't matter. Um, This scales with transaction frequency and volume. Or in general, this grows with the MIGALU chain. Then we have another burn mechanism on the satellite markets. As I said, we have these satellite markets live on five chains. And we're going to scale this horizontally as the cosmos and Cosmwasm and IBC grows. And on all of these satellite markets in parallel, there's trading, there's flash loans, there's people buying, selling, and in the future, more different use cases, how users can interact with a with satellite market. And all of these satellite markets, independently of each other, generate revenue, a part of every swap, a part of every flash loan, is protocol fee that protocol fee is used on all satellite markets no matter it's fi- if it's five right now or a hundred in two years on all of these satellite markets the fee will be used to buy back whale from the open market so think of we have these satellite markets on how many chains you want and there's constant fee generation and constant buyback of whale on all of the markets this whale is then distributed to the liquid token stakers of the respective satellite markets. So remember, you, you stake your whale through, for example, Backbone Labs. You earn whale inflation. You earn the Cosmos assets alongside with the whale inflation. Then you move that token to one of your favorite satellite markets, stake it there, and earn the revenue of the satellite market. And going back to the burn, So it will be 90% of the satellite market revenue will be whale buyback and distributed to the respective stakers of that satellite market and 10% will be burnt. So we have this one burn mechanism on chain that scales with transactions on Megaloo. So if Megaloo grows more whale is burnt. The other scales with trading activity and flash loan activity on the satellite markets. So if injective is really picking up speed there's more trading, there's more fees, there's more whale buyback, and there's more whale burn. So we really have this, and that's what I initially meant when you ask, what's what's the USP, what's White Whale doing? This is really capture the IBC, you stake whale, you earn the ecosystem and you capture it. Because no matter which chain grows and picks up in volume, we will try, or we will be able to capture some of it with our outposts there, and thus, you know, generate, buy back more whale, burn more whale, distribute it to more stakers, and um, this is the second burn mechanism I was, you know, Sebastian was initially talking about. This is the app chain burn me- mechanism
1: that scales with the ecosystem, and the app level. So yeah, I think you should ask quest- questions here. This is a long story again. I'm sorry.
2: Yeah. Okay. Well, actually, I was just first going to say, so I'm not going to ask you to repeat yourself, but if, if you did not follow along with what Sen just said, check out the Terra Spaces recording or the one here on Twitter, especially if you're already listening to this after the fact, go through that again, because that's, that was huge. That, that sounds, that sounds pretty brilliant. Um, it, yeah. And it scales with the ecosystem growth. Okay.
1: So it,
2: it, that's, it scales I don't even know yeah. it scales
4: in three ways. So if, right. if MegaLoo grows the the, the chain MegaLoo, then obviously, you know, MegaLoo grows. So that's kind of obvious. Then Yeah. Um it grows so the ecosystem grows horizontally with the ecosystem with the cosmos. So the more cosmos chains there are, the more satellite markets we will have. And at the same time, yep. it scales vertically with the satellite markets. So if Injective suddenly picks up steam and goes hamwire and there's billions of trading volume, that specific satellite market outperforms the others and buys back more. So we're really trying to capture um, value in three dimensions here. So on Megaloo, vertically with, with the ecosystem, and then
1: horizontally too. In that. In that-, in
2: that- in, in that injective example where would the protocol be buying the whale from would you have a market on injective well we have our satellite market with the DEX
4: on injective and whale will be listed there so um for example just on injective
2: or let me let me rephrase that question actually uh, um, because like injective in particular is an interesting example because they're like a chain-level Dex, and the different quote-unquote Dexes on them, like Helix and Dexterium, they're just different front ends for the chain-level Dex. So you guys will have your own LP pools on the chain that is not shared with that part of the protocol. Like, I'm not exactly sure how Injective Almost. Are. So- in fact, it's live.
5: Yeah, we already do have our own pools on Injective. Yeah
2: okay and so are
5: but are they they're not like your own
4: to the um, C up so the to the order book okay but there is so we have trading bots running that trade between the order book and the amm and this creates some kind of a price anchor for the order book where you get less volatility because every time the order book moves there's it drags along the amm and this creates more price stability which is
1: A desirable feature for order books okay
2: cool that makes total sense super interesting model okay
5: yeah so he he, you know so same time he dropped a lot about our model there and what we found in in pitching this and talking to people about it is it it takes time to get your head around right um it it just um there's there's a lot there's a lot of moving pieces and, and all that and but but those who take the time, to be fair, those who take the time and, and where it clicks are super bullish, right? And and you could feel it. You can, you yeah. know, you, you could hear us ourselves. Like, we we really believe in this, you know, and, and we're very excited about it. What what I would say to summarize it is we've designed our model and our tokenomics to basically capture the value of the IBC in general. Right. That's, that's, in what many we, different, that's what we've had in mind.
2: Yeah. And, like, that that sentence taken at face value in, in different ways you're kind of capturing. Yes, from okay, different end- have, from Okay, different so end- I do have end- one specific question I want to follow up with there. Uh, but first, I just want to make a comment on, like, it's something I've been realizing in the bigger picture since uh, recently. So, like, when burn mechanisms first started getting popular in crypto, uh, I almost, you know, entirely wrote them off as, like, an easy way to sort of drive artificial value, like a low-hanging almost degeny way of um, outside of very specific protocols where it made sense. Um but now what I'm starting to realize is like I thought about that because I used to think of or I, I thought about it like that because I used to think of crypto as money. Um where few cryptos are actually trying to be money. Like money money shouldn't be destroyed. That's that's why you know Bitcoin's the way it is, blah, blah, blah. Um, but when you switch the analogy from money to another analogy we use all the time, gas, in it which is applicable in this case, because you guys are it's a layer one token, it's used for a number of different things. Um, suddenly like it kind of starts to make more sense. It's like, okay, if we're using the analogy gas, it is consumed as it is produced or mined, whatever, harvested, grilled. Um And so it it, like just really zooming out from anything crypto specific, even like I'm wondering if systems that build a burn mechanism in the way you guys are with a lot of thought and a lot of intention to the whole cycle and the whole big picture is actually like the way to go moving forward. I mean, um, clearly some other people have kind of thought that burning has gotten more popular across various L1s, but. Yeah, I I just wanted to call that out as like a realization I've been having that then applies perfectly to your guys' situation. Um okay, so Ursen, do you want to jump in there? Uh, I just wanted to say that
4: I think your realization is correct that most cryptocurrencies are not money, will never be money, and shouldn't try to be money. Um it's really for a lot of tokens there are very specific dynamics in place you need to factor in. And for an L1 it's an ecosystem, you need to grow it. That's why the Federal Reserve of the US typically aims for 2% inflation because they know they need growth. Now, obviously that didn't work out in the last couple of years, but point still, they did their homeworks in economics and that's how an ecosystem should be grown. But at the same time, which is really what, what crypto opens up is I think, complete, and I don't want to, sorry, I don't want to or anyone with my economic theories here, but I think crypto really opens up a new paradigm where you have an inflationary asset and you get this growth from the inflationary asset, and at the same time have deflationary total supply that you know encourages holding and long-term um, long-term and rewards long-term interest in the protocol. And I think this is such a powerful dynamic and. It's, it's so powerful and new that most people in crypto didn't even wrap their head around it. And you know, not to speak of anybody in, in TradFi or Legacy. So I think this is really right. um, a very interesting dynamic. We're trying to really you know, explore here and push the frontiers of this economic paradigm. And I think the way we designed our ecosystem is that um, I'm very confident that it will work out in the end. Um, Obviously, it needs time, you know, it needs time to scale and to grow, you know, we talked about this baby analogy, um, but I
2: think it can grow into a really mature being. You actually reminded me there one thing I wanted to jump in with earlier, but you are on such a roll. Um, And anyone who knows me knows I like to do these sort of just basic, uh, basic instructional kind of call outs, so uh most people in here might roll their eyes and be like of course but for some people i do just want to remind and make clear that four percent emissions does not mean four percent like apy on your staking um so the way staking works in proof of stake networks is your earning the yield that you earn is basically calculated off the people not staking so like the four percent figure that was thrown around earlier if every single whale was staked to the chain you would have 4% more whale in your wallet at the end of the year when you started, but that's not how things happen. Only a percentage gets staked. Um, and so your actual API, APY or APR will be higher and variable. That'd be accurate, right?
5: On point. Yes, that's the, yes, yeah. absolutely. And, and a very good point. Um, yeah. And if I could just jump here, jump in here real quick on, um, sort of burn theory, right? And I don't want anybody to hear what I'm not saying, um but it, you know, if if we look at Terra 1.0, right? We look at the golden the golden age of of Luna. Um one thing that it did is it it really showcased the power of a compelling burn mechanism, right? And it did a lot of things, but that's one thing that it did. I mean, it, you know, that's a big reason why why we all aped in, right? Is because we're looking at how many, you know, a million, a million of Luna from the circulating supply burn today, right? And it just had this compelling burn mechanism and and it was very sticky and the community loved it. You know, now I'm not saying that we need to do something like that, but um, you know, I do believe and if you look at right, Ethereum, if, if anybody here uses Ethereum, you know, you're paying a few bucks a transaction at the protocol level, at the validator protocol level, right? Um we, you know, we over here in in the IBC and the Cosmos, we don't have that problem. But, you know, personally, I think that it, I would be more than happy to pay a few cents, right, per transaction, five cents per transaction um, to, uh, you know, to a burn fee at the protocol level right to a burn fee at the protocol level and you know it it does a lot of things people love it um but it, you know it as sencom said it balances out our our inflationary tokenomics our emissions um, you know, and it scales with the protocol. So the more DApps that are built, the more transactions. Anybody that's doing anything on Migaloo chain is contributing, um, you know, to this burn mechanism. So I we do want to figure out a compelling burn mechanism at the protocol level. I think it's an important thing that that we can hone in on. Awesome, cool, well put.
1: Okay, so to wrap back around
2: to. I forget exactly what uh, I was segueing off of for this question. <laughs> um, we have meandered quite a bit, which is fine. Um, I'm. I'd like to hear. We've all heard sort of the pitch um, on what it offers from TFL, but as a team who's implementing it, I'm curious what you see yourselves getting out of Alliance, and like, how does it ben- benefit the Migaloo chain and Whale? Holdings? I
4: think Sebastian, you as the primary alliance pull that's for you yeah
5: yeah i mean i've already touched on this but you know i i personally i think alliance is going to melt faces you know that's that's what i think i am i'm very bullish on it and you know i'm speaking from one that we're, we're building an alliance chain and we've kind of already seen the first fruits um of the power of of these kind of alliances and partnerships form forming you, you know we're going into this you know we're, we are we just launched our chain 24 hours ago you know we already have partnerships lined up we already have um you know well-known um teams you know com- committing to building things on our chain to, to issuing LSDs um right that there's there's all kinds of of stuff in the pipeline um just just that have been born out of the alliance model that um
2: that is just it, it's just very exciting right the the but, idea- okay. wait can can we dive in a little there so like un- unfortunately that actually kind of like answered nothing for me so okay. the actual code like sure like it maybe participating in the um theme of alliance you know has got you like cooperation and yeah, yeah. Like, i i but can the actual code and tokenomics on, on
4: the how the thing works um yeah so go ahead alliance yeah okay is cool. a shared security model from developed by tfl so the Terra guys and it's an sdk module so it oh, why thumbs down hey
2: it's well it i think it's dangerous to call it a shared security module even tfl said to us it's it's not security that's being shared
4: well it's token being shared so it's not validators in the sense like um, interchange security but still there's slash happening if you stake your LSDs on a certain validator and that gets slashed your liquid staking tokens that you staked with alliance get slashed too anyways continuing here right okay yep um so it's an SDK module so it requires a chain upgrade and then after that Governance can whitelist any asset, also IVC assets. So that means assets from other chains, any asset. But it makes most sense for liquid staking derivatives. Um, allows them to whitelist it for staking. So um, once we implemented it on Mainnet, the, somebody can put up a governance proposal and you know, say, hey, we want to whitelist B Luna from Backbone Labs to be staked on Megaloo. And in the proposal, you need to set a couple of parameters. Um, One is how much inflation and voting rights does the token get? And this is really the heart of Alliance is you set aside a bucket. Let's say of the 4% inflation we have, base inflation, we take Five percent, so zero point two percent. We take those zero point two percent and allocate that inflation and that voting power to a bucket, and you can pour in as many B Luna as you want. So the market can decide how much that is worth. So um, we can set aside zero point two of the total inflation for um, B Luna, and then B Luna can flow over into into Megaloo, people can stake it and earn whale. And the more B Luna goes in there, the less whale you get. And this is like an open market type of thing where it balances out pretty quickly to a, you know, risk-reward ratio. And you can also participate in governance. And this is a one-sided thing. So we whitelist backbone labs without Terra having to do anything. But this becomes really interesting Once the other chains also whitelist your token. So then you can move B. Luna
1: to Migaloo, stake it there, earn Whale. And you can also move B. Whale to Terra and stake it there for Luna.
2: Okay, cool. So I don't want to get too, I don't think this is the conversation to get too nitty gritty with this. But for context, the reason I'm asking is not actually because I'm, like skeptical of you guys or Alliance, but because we are considering Alliance integration for a couple chains uh, that we're building uh, at Umi, and so like personally, I'm really trying to think through this and um, you know like see the value it brings. Um. So like, what what benefit do you guys get from another chain whitelisting whale? Like. The only thing I'm able to come to is. So I guess like the reason I threw the thumbs down earlier is like what I see Alliance as it's a marketing module. That's it. I don't see how it actually provides like economic alliance, uh, nor security, really. It, and that doesn't necessarily have to be bad. Marketing can be like incredibly powerful. But I, so people earn whale tokens over on another chain. Cool. Then what? They're either going to just sell them for that native chain's tokens, or move them to. Well, I guess you guys have an interesting case because you're going to have a, a satellite thing. They could use their whale tokens with there, um, but I'm thinking maybe like another case. Like someone gets Quaqua on on whale. How, like, how's that benefiting Quaqua? I just don't get it. So I, I, I'm missing something. I can tell.
4: So first of all. Especially if the relationship is bi-directional. so um, you will, you can stake your B Whale on Chihuahua and your B Chihuahua on on Migaloo. It aligns communities and incentives of both protocols because now you have Chihuahua participating in governance of Migaloo, and you have Whale tokens or Whale holders participating in governance of the Chihuahua chain, and this is really. What it's about, it's about aligning incentives, both from a community perspective, but also economically. So you can forge, as the name perfectly um, was selected, alliances between chains and thus streamline development and community in a similar direction that's beneficial to both.
5: Yeah. Okay. And, and to, to add to that, Timmy, you know, once an asset is whitelisted. Right. So for example, as soon as we whitelist, say B Luna and allocate you know, two and a half percent of our um you know of our staking rewards to to, to B Luna, um, it creates a demand vacuum for B Luna, right? Because again, you're gonna have a thousand thousands of percent yield until the market fills fills that vacuum right so it's another utility for
2: the right so to clarify there like if 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 a certain amount of white whale was set aside for for b luna staking and not a single b luna like was staked that would just be money left on the table so to speak right that would just i'll make whale token i'll make
4: sure to stake a a b luna there to get the inflation (laughs) no i'm just
2: talking in theory to understand how the system works just like The reason it would drive a need and create the vacuum Sebastian just mentioned for b is because otherwise the whale tokens that are reserved for it are essentially like useless and not being utilized, correct? Well,
5: they would, you know, if if only one person staked one B. Luna, then they would receive two and a half percent of our staking rewards. Yeah. So you see what I mean? So so that's the demand, right? That's the kind of the degen demand hole that gets filled. Right. So it's it's that it's the increased demand. And it's another utility, to be frank, for for B. Luna. So then again, if you look at the reverse side, if Luna, uh, you know, if they were to whitelist B. Whale. Right. On mm-hmm. on Terra chain, it would create a vacuum of demand, right? Because now you could stake B whale on Terra and get all these, you know, get all these lunar rewards and, yeah. and it's another it's another utility for our token. Right. So um I, I hope, hope that helps. helps explain kind of the economics. Yeah.
2: yeah. I actually send or one of you guys, I might want to pick your brain some more offline, but that that was good. That was helpful. Yeah, I, I don't want to get turn this into an Alliance convo, and we've also been talking for uh, almost an hour and a half, but that that was, yeah, I, I'm starting to have a clearer picture in my head. Cool, I appreciate that. Um, Okay, you know, actually, we have been going for almost an hour and a half. I think we've covered all the major things. I had, like, a couple little not really that important things we could jump in with, but is there anything else you guys wanted to cover or make sure we touched on, or are we good to maybe wrap here soon?
1: I have time, so feel free to, you know, manage the space as you see fit.
2: Okay. Cool.
5: Yeah, I mean, if we if we have a few minutes, we could take some questions. Happy to do that.
2: Yeah. Always. Um, yeah. Let's just say from from here on out, um, like definitely, re- feel free to request to come up, uh, leave a reply to this Spaces tweet, DM myself, uh, any way you want to get a question through. Um. Oh, okay. So maybe Sen, do do we want to t- chat about what I DM'd you about? I just saw you reply, and maybe you even did talk about that while I was disconnected earlier. I'm not sure.
1: Well, Sebastian, do you want to talk about a special pool that's coming up? Um, or not?
5: Yeah. I, I mean sure. Yeah, sure, sure. We can. I mean, it's it's still in uh it, you know, it's it's still in the works. I assume you're you're talking about the three pool, is that
2: right? I uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. One of the reasons yeah. I didn't sent about it earlier yeah. is I didn't I didn't want to say it in case yeah. it was still in the yeah, end around, yeah so of the reasons we want to like deploy spark on, on right for right. Yeah, so our so so just to to
5: drop the alpha, right? Our stable swap contracts are finished. Um you know, we they're going into audit um end of this week. They are, you know, they're coming in hot. They're coming in pretty quick. Um, we have both a two-pool and a three-pool stable swap contract um ready to go. Our our tests show that them being even more efficient than um the ports um, and the and the curve being a, being a little bit better. Um, so you know, we're working on one of the things we're working on is an iconic Cosmos three pool, right? So we're talking to some of the major stable coins um, in the IBC, and um, also talking to some outside LPs, some some LPs outside of the Cosmos, looking to provide, looking to get in, right? Um, to see the pool, you know? And again, with Alliance, we, we haven't even um, talked about what you can do with incentivizing LP tokens, right? Um, by whitelisting them, you know that's a whole nother sort of door that opens with with the alliance module. Um, but you know we're we're working on ways for for sort of sustainable incentives, um, and and to get liquidity into the pool. And so so basically, the the end game on this, and it it doesn't have to be just one. There could be a couple of different um, three pools. But but let's say one iconic three pool, um that's not only live on migaloo chain but it's connected to all of our satellites so it's basically an interchain three-pool that can be accessed and traded on um on on any chain that we're deployed on right so uh you know so an, an interchain deep three-pool with um with the major stables of of the ibc is in the pipe
2: I also think uh, one of the coolest things about that is so the LP token for that pool will be kind of like a liquid stake thing where it can appreciate, right?
5: Well, well, I mean it can be, right? So I don't want to mm-hmm. get ahead of ourselves, but what you could do is, you know, you could take the the LP token for the three pool. This this technically could be done, and we could whitelist it, right? We could whitelist it as a stakeable asset on Migaloo Chain then some of our LSD partners, right, they could issue an LSD of the state's three pool token, right? Then what you could do, right, then this is this just showcases all the doors that open here. You could take that liquid staking derivative of the three pool LP token and you could use that say as collateral, right? On on Mars or on Cavern, and you can borrow against you know an appreciating three pool LP token. Right. So, you took, oh, so you,
2: you took my thunder. I wanted to right. say that last part. Oh, yeah, okay. I'm I'm, uh, no, no, no. I have chatted with the team, and there's a pretty high chance you'll be able to use that three pool token as collateral on Umi in the future. So right. that awesome. right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So there's just a lot of lot of dgen stuff that that
5: can be done. Um, so we'll see where it goes.
4: Well, that's Big
1: Alpha. Um, so from Sebastian with the three pool, and also from Timmy. That's really cool.
2: I think like, just imagine, yeah, imagine having a stable collateral that is also appreciating to either give you more collateral or like pay off your loan. Yeah. It's it's awesome.
5: Yeah. And then and then one thing I'll just touch on too, because I get this criticism, right? We get a criticism a lot from the cynics and the skeptics. It's well, what is, you know, why do we need another L1, right? Why does Cosmos need another L1? Um, And, you know, my answer to that is this, that, you know, it's kind of like saying, what do we need? You know, what do we need L.A. for? We already have New York. Right. Or, or why do that's we need a great analogy? You, you know what I mean? Like there's the L ones are different. They, there's different people involved. There's different um, governance. Right. There's different inflation. You may not like New York. You may want to live in L.A. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, that, that's one thing. The other you know thing that is, is a
2: fantastic analogy. Sebastian. Right. Yeah. Like that that is almost as crazy as someone saying like why would you need New York? We have Paris. Right. Like they're not right. even comparable. They they right. they're the same thing, a city, yeah. but beyond right. that, yeah, different in every way.
5: Yeah, so then the other point is, you know, and and the thing that that gets shot at us is, well, you're just you know, we're all fighting for the same capital. Right. We're all it's the cosmos the echo chamber and, you know, people are just moving around different capital. And what I say is, well, not if we bring in new capital, you know, not if we bring in new cap- and and that's what we're trying to do. I'm personally talking, like I said, to, to LPs outside of the cosmos that are trying to come in to seed this pool and LP and others. So, you know, no, if we bring if we bring in new capital to the cosmos, then what's your then what's your argument? Right. So. So anyway,
4: on that, um, this is a really good point, Sebastian. Um, we're also um, collaborating with Composable Finance, who's building an IBC bridge to Polkadot, and Cosmos, or Landslide, which is building an IBC bridge to to the Avalanche ecosystem, both Cosmwasm-enabled. So,
2: the first um, one first, was Polkadot for the less technically inclined.
4: Yeah, Polkadot, Composable Finance and Polkadot, and Landslide and Avalanche. And both are co- cosmwasm um enabled. So obviously we will deploy, i'm talking of horizontal scaling, we will deploy our um our satellite markets there so that Megaloo and White Whale is both at the heart of the ecosystem in the cosmos with the Megaloo chain and the satellite markets, but also reaches the gates of the Cosmos ecosystem to the Polkadot ecosystem, to the Avalanche ecosystem with our decks where these different tokens can then be traded. And here's the interesting thing. Once these chains go live on mainnet, we can start
1: whitelisting Avalanche and dot, polka dot, to be staked on Megaloo. So, wow. you, You can really
4: drag in a lot of new people, a lot of new liquidity into the ecosystem. By, you know, all of a sudden, you know, IBC Bridge to Avalanche opens up and all of a sudden you can, you have a satellite market there from White Whale. And
1: you can move your Avalanche, your AVEX, to, to Migaloo, stake it there, and boom, you're in the ecosystem. That's, what a brilliant strategy.
2: Yeah, I think it's also great when I see, first off, you're one of the only protocols truly thinking multi-chain. But then a step further is when you're thinking multi-chain, it's more than just Cosmos. Um, and that's the way to do it. Okay, I have like one last little question. This is a question someone actually asked me like uh, a week or two ago, and I I didn't know how to answer. Um, But I'm also very curious. Is there any hope, and like technically, I guess, for some kind of white whale integration or maybe the arbitrage service or something like that, uh, integrating with ThorChain? Or like any part of your stack, is there a possibility there for ThorChain integration? So Thorchain is
4: tricky. So we can. So Thorchain can integrate with us, obviously, um, but we can't integrate with them because they have neither Cosmosm nor I think. Uh, do they have? I, I don't think, know.
2: No, they don't.
4: No, yeah. So that's a bummer. But there is a um, a fork of Thorchain coming up. Maya and their Cacao
1: chain and the side chain of this you know, Thorchain fork will be CosmWasm enabled. And so that's where we're going to be. Interesting. Okay, cool.
2: Cool. Um, well, I'm I'm good to wrap it. I think we've covered a ton here. I think anything else might just sort of get lost in the weeds and we can always do more of these uh, a couple of weeks down the road. Uh, so I guess final call for questions from the audience or um, final things you guys wanted to shout out or bring up. And maybe we, we've we covered everything. Awesome. OK, so maybe just a quick recap. Um, if you guys want to just shout out some of the important stuff, um, when people will start to be claiming their airdrops. Um, let's see, what else? That's probably the most immediate thing on people's radar, is when can they get their hands on some whale tokens, start playing around. Um, And, yeah, and then where to follow you guys? I'll just answer that one. Migaloo Chain does have its own Twitter account. It is tagged up above in the title of the spaces and in the pinned tweet. And then, obviously, follow White Whale here. And then, what do you guys uh, like to shout out for, like, Discords and and Telegrams? Where are you most active?
5: Yeah, I mean, Discord's probably better than Telegram, but, you know, we're in both places. Um, What I will say is, yeah, the airdrop is eminent. Now that we got the chain launched and live, we're going to shift our focus over to the airdrop. Um, you know, the snapshot for for your delegations has not been taken yet, but it is eminent. So you still have time to move um, delegations. Like you, like we said, you get double the airdrop if you delegate to White Whale on any of our um, any of our chains that we have liquidity hubs on. So um, you know, you still have time to do that if you
2: if you wish. Awesome. That's that's pretty big. Kind of. I'm not sure if we mentioned the snapshot hadn't been taken yet. So a little reward for people who stayed till the end. Cool. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for joining me. Backbone, really glad you were able to hop in for a little bit there. Um, Everyone listening, thanks for joining us. Um, I know we don't usually do these in the middle of the day. So it was great to see you all here. Um, And we'll we'll be staying in touch with the White Whale team and keeping you synced on stuff. Uh, as for other stuff, uh, tomorrow at the normal time of 8 p.m., we'll be having Cosmonaut Bootcamp, uh, and we'll be having Say Network on to chat about what they're doing with one of the fastest chains in the cosmos. Uh, today we cover the newest, next time for the fastest. Uh, thank you all so much. Um, make sure to give White Whale a follow. Check out Zone, uh brand new Twitter account. Way too few followers for the potential. Uh, and we'll see you all next time. Thanks for Thanks joining again. It's always a pleasure. Always
5: great, guys. Uh, yep. Thank you, sir.
0: See ya. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was the newest chain in Cosmos, Migaloo. A discussion with Spark IBC and White Whale. Recorded on Tuesday, February 14th, 2023. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. And if you want to keep listening... Head on over to TerraSpaces.org slash donate and show some support now. Sneaking through back alleys on a little cosplay. Broadway all day, looking like the wrong way. Resuscitating major players in the waiting room. Sifting through the paperwork while I be debating foods. Breaking rules, breaking bad, like we always wait for doom. Slayed a few in my early years, often hit the shrooms Sitting in the dark, waiting for the daily news to let us know what we should believe as the latest truth. Stay aloof, writing rhymes in the studio. Trying to keep it well lit like filming a movie role. Sorting through support from your endorsements. Of course, we're tripping balls, handing reports. i Spaces <laughs>